1: Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on another beautiful morning in the hill country of Texas. Thank you, God, that I was not born in, uh, I don't know, Schenectic, Schenectic, yeah, that place. I think it's in New York. There you go. Um, Yep, born right here in Abilene, Texas at Hendricks, the hospital, not the home. Um and uh, we got all kinds of things lined up for you here uh, today. We've got a great guest today, Mr. Jonathan. Science is going to be on. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the uh, "In God We Trust" a signage and a bill that was uh, passed in the last legislative session. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Got a great program lined up for you tomorrow as well, Jason Jones with. Uh, Uh, tripwires and triggers is going to be with us tomorrow. Looking forward to that. He is man. He is one of the major experts on what's going on in the border. And we're looking forward to having him on the program tomorrow. And then on Friday, let me see, who do I have on Friday? I have Eric Mitchell with turning point USA on Friday. And we're looking forward to that because they have, uh, opened up a faith turning point USA faith chapter in Kerrville. And so uh, Eric's going to talk to us about that tomorrow and also talk to us about an event they have coming up. So let's just get right to the calendar and that'll be on the calendar. Um, Today, we've got the ARPA hearings in Fredericksburg at one o'clock. We have been talking about this ad nauseum, ad nauseum. Um, And uh, it is uh, time to show up today at one o'clock at the at the uh, golf course, at the uh, the Cardinal Room, I believe that's the name of it, and uh, let your uh, city of Fredericksburg city council members uh, know that you, the ARPA money we don't want it and we don't need it. We just we just flat out don't need it. And so there's your opportunity today at one o'clock. You know, I think they're going to have their final vote on this next Monday. So get your, get your voice heard now, because when your tax bill comes up next year and you come screaming to me about how high your taxes are, I'm going to have to look you in the eye and say, yeah, you had plenty of chances to do something about that, but you didn't, you know, because, uh, I don't know, your grandkids were in town or it was uh, dark or that's my favorite one. It's dark. I can't go or it's raining. I can't go. And so those, um, these, those go ahead. Don't show up, let your taxes go up and then uh, we'll hear all the excuses next year, or you can go today at one o'clock, have your voice heard. And, um, I'm just, may just have to go and take roll and see who the citizens are that are there so that I'll be nice to those people, uh, in a year from now. All right. Uh, we have, uh, tomorrow the preppers. Meeting in Kerrville and dad Dadgummit, I did not line up Stephen for today. I'll do my best to get him on tomorrow. But we have uh, the preppers meeting tomorrow night in uh, Kerrville, Thursday night. And uh, this is uh, National Preppers Month. And so basically, what they're going to do in this uh, meeting is uh, go over all the basics of prepping. And um, listen, prepping is, uh, you know, we used to think of that as. Uh, you know, getting ready for the zombie apocalypse and you've built a bunker. Um, and folks, if you, uh, don't, um, if you made it through, uh, the, uh, winter storm, Yuri, a couple of Februarys ago, um, maybe you'll have a little bit more appreciation for what being prepared for insanity, uh, looks like. And so Nobody expected that, and there were lots of people not prepared for the power to go out for two days or three days, or even some people who had power out for a couple of weeks, and very few people prepared for that. Like I said, I had friends with fireplaces and no firewood. You gotta, you've uh, so preppers is not only for tinfoil hat wearing zombie apocalypse uh, bunker building. Uh, people, It is for every, each and every one of us should be prepared for a lot of uh, things. Um, the Kirk County Patriots, uh, Monday night at 6 o'clock at Dieter Center. This is going to be a special meeting because Roman Garcia is going to be there. He is the youngest city council member in the state of Texas. And uh, his, uh, he is a good patriot and a good man. And uh, he is going to be giving an update to the uh, Kerr County Patriots at 6 o'clock on Monday evening at Dietert Center. Um, Tuesday evening, um, my good friend Scott Avery is going to be uh, in town showing the movie No Time to Run. Um, that's going to be at the Faith Christian Church um, in uh, Kerrville. That movie starts at 6 they are asking please uh, for you to RSVP as there is limited space. And so if you want to RSVP, if you want to attend and see this movie, no time to run. Um, I'm a big fan of the movie and, um, so it's going to be, I've seen it several times and, uh, it's important. It's a good one. And, uh, so go to Liberty libertyinactiontexas. Liberty in Action, Texas. Dot com and you can rsvp there all right going to give you a little bit of a ben franklin here before we take off on a, a short break and uh here has one to do with um little expenses you know that's the little expenses that can uh, that can ruin you that uh and if and it'll happen with cities and in counties as well, and they'll say, well, you know, it's only another hundred thousand dollars, you know what you know what what's a big deal, it's not that much more. Beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink a great ship. Beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink a great ship. Y'all stay tuned and we will be right back. I'm
0: shuffling through the Texas sand, but my head
1: All right. We are back, folks. Um, you know you can get these programs every day if you uh, hear a program you like and or you had to you know, had to get out of the car and you missed a section and you really wanted to hear that. Um, for about a week, our daily programs are up on hillcountrypatriot.com, and you can go there and they rotate those out about a week at a time. But then I take them and put them on to... Uh, numerous podcast sites and uh, you can find them there. You can also find podcasts from Mr. Jonathan Science on numerous podcast sites. And uh, so we have on the line with us right now, Jonathan Science. Welcome, sir.
0: Good to be with you, Matt.
1: So uh, Mr. Science, we uh, is with uh, Texas Values and uh, TXValues.org, TXValuesAction.org. Go check those out, please, while we're visiting here, unless you're driving, and then just listen. Uh, Mr. Science. tell us a little bit about TX, about Texas Values, who you are, and what you do, please, sir.
0: Texas Values is the largest nonprofit Christian-based law and policy organization in the state of Texas, and we work on the issues of religious freedom, pro-life, and marriage and family, and we do that work in the courts, the legislature, and the media. We've got members of our team that live throughout the state, but our main office is right across the street from the state capitol in Austin. I'm a lawyer myself. Numerous members of our team do have uh, legal backgrounds, and so, you know, our, our goal is to help citizens be more informed about what their rights are and to be able to put them in action.
1: All right. Well, we sure appreciate the work you do up at the capitol and what you do across the state of Texas, and so... Um, we, um, we had last week, we, uh, replaced you, um, with Mr. Tom Maynard, who's on the state board of education. And the reason we did that is, uh, actually the week before that you and I had been talking about what the state board of education was going to, to do. And, and, uh, and so we had Mr. Maynard on last week and he kind of gave us a fill in. Is there, is there anything you want to say about the uh, decision, the state board of education made our people know that the. Social studies was pushed off about two years. And uh, anything else, any insights you had from that?
0: Well, look, I mean, here's what happened, is the State Board of Education was being pressured to make changes about how social studies and history is taught. They were being pressured to remove the words, in God we trust, our national motto, from a part of our teaching in public schools. Mm -hmm. They were being pressured to accept critical race theory and some other, you know, uh, bad ideas. They were right. being pressured to stop talking about the first amendment and they said, no, we're not going to do that. And so, and, and it got so bad that they said, we're just going to scrap this whole process that's been going on for a year and we'll start over in another year or two. And and that might be what it takes to get the message to these unelected work group members that keep getting on these committees uh, they don't they're not elected. They're, they don't have to have accountability the ballot box. And they you know, they have some of them have some education background, but they always seem to have a liberal bias. And they yeah. make these recommendations to change how we teach history and social studies that have no place in Texas. And so, you know, that's a, that's what it takes to say we're going to delay it until we come back with a better product. Great. But that means that in God, we trust the First Amendment, Judeo-Christian values. All those things are going to continue to be taught because they're currently taught now so none of that was changed that's a huge victory
1: do and and this is almost uh, dumb but it, was it the it, it was the input from citizens um, the and and uh, i'm not even sure how many organizations or groups were involved in in getting people to contact their state board of education member but that had to be uh, the reason this changed do, do you agree with that
0: there's no question that this outcome that people across Texas can feel great about was a result of dozens of organizations, thousands of people from across the state of Texas that called, emailed, sent messages to the elected state board of education members. they are 15 member body. Um, hundreds of them came to the state board of education meeting in the building in Austin, along with our team. We had a press conference there with Rick Green from Patriot Academy and Uh, Lee Wamsgans from Patriot Mobile, Moms for Liberty. There were a lot of groups there. And so, uh, you know, that collective voice certainly made a difference.
1: You know, and that's what I preach on here. I've been preaching that for three and a half years on this program is get up, get involved. Citizen engagement can make a difference. and. We just have to, this is a victory we need to celebrate as, uh, as citizens getting engaged. In the middle of all this and tied to In God We Trust was uh, a handful of people, and some of them here locally, um, who actually discovered this bill uh, that was passed by the Senate uh, in the last session, 87th regular session, uh, as Senate Bill 797, and um, it, uh, what this bill, very, very simple bill, I printed it up, it didn't even take but a couple of pages, and it basically says that a school must must display in, uh, in, in a building of the school um, a durable framed poster with a copy of the U.S. national motto, In God We Trust, if the poster or framed copy meets the requirements and if it's donated, all right, so... The school, I guess, according to this law, and I'm not a lawyer, um, but the, you know, Jonathan, I've always wanted that that esquire behind my name. I'm kind of jealous. Uh, so um, anyway, not a lawyer, but uh, so this bill comes up and uh, slowly was kind of discovered by parents, and then all of a sudden we've seen this uh, kind of explosion of parents and, and organizations showing up at schools with these signs in God we trust. Um, tell us a little bit about what you think about that seven ninety seven. I believe it used to be the law originally said may display, and it, they changed it to must. What do you what do you think about this? And was this a good uh, a good idea? A good law? Well, look,
0: I mean, this should be something we can all support, right? This is mm-hmm. our national motto, "In God We Trust." It's been there since I think. Um, you know, going back for decades, uh, it's not controversial. I mean, the Supreme Court's ruled on this before. This should be something that unifies us. And so hopefully that'll be the case. And so it should be something we should be proud of. and should be on display in schools. Uh, We supported the legislation when it went through the legislative process. And so, you know, I I think particularly with all the things that are happening in schools these days, you know, students and people need to be able to, to see something that, has been enduring, um, that's continued to be a part of our country for many decades. And, you know, you can even suggest that, uh, th- these are words that were, uh, evoked of some type, invoked some type in the founding of our country. And mm-hmm. so let's be proud of it and let's have it on display.
1: Absolutely, and I agree. And you know, the 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 good thing about laws is they're very concise and very precise. And uh, and that's uh, and and the bad thing about laws is uh, they're very concise and very precise. And uh, and so we've had this situation now where someone read this bill and they said, "Huh, it doesn't say that it has to be in English." And uh, so they bring a sign to a school in Arabic. We're not sure what it says. Um, and um, I guess we could have someone who uh, speaks Arabic tell us, uh, assure us that it says, in God we trust. And in some of the signs, they said, well, we don't, uh, you know, there's nothing in there about what color the words should be in. And so they put up rainbow colored, in God we trust. Where, what, just give us a little bit of an opinion on that.
0: Well, I mean, look, you got to follow the law though, in this case. Um, and so, you know, the, what we see is some people are trying to politicize this issue because they don't like it. They don't mm-hmm. like the fact that there's a new law on this issue. So they're just trying to cause trouble. Um, I, you know, and I don't, I'm not, I don't know if that's the case for all of them, but it certainly appears that way. I mean, one of the signs has the rainbow flag, you know, as a part of the word God. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, very clear that the bill does not show that, um, you know, I, the the one that's in Arabic, I don't think even follows the law to have the flags um, positioned the right way. But I just think a lot of this is people uh, that are trying to create controversy, or they're just trying to, you know, in a small way push back against a law that they really don't like, and to, just to see if they can um, bait people into a debate about the issue and. You know, I mean, the law does show the words, and it says "In God We Trust." I mean, it doesn't have them written in another language, and so I think it's fair to say that um, you know that's that's the way it should be followed. Um, and so, but I think these are just political stunts that that a lot some people are doing to push back because they don't like the the fact that there's this new law. And so, in, instead of having something that unifies us, they're trying to create division, and that's mm. unfortunate. Uh, but so, I think they're You know, there are plenty of options that follow the law that are already in a lot of schools that people don't have to worry about are going to become a political sideshow. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that's that'd be my recommendation of school districts to follow that and that we can focus on the unifying message.
1: Okay, so um, you guys have a big event. You're getting up closer and closer. I think you're less than 10 days out now tell us about your big September event coming up in Austin. And we're all looking forward to that. Uh, give us a heads up on that and how people can get tickets and uh, who the speakers are. I mean, it is two days. It's an incredible lineup, uh, for, of two days. Um, so fill us in on that and tell our listeners where and how they can get, uh, involved in this event.
0: Sure, Matt. And listen, I appreciate your continued support. I know, I think you're intending to be there and attend and be Mm -hmm. a part of it, and your group is. I'm excited about that. This is a two-day event in Austin. It's on Friday, September 23rd, and Saturday, September 24th. Uh, I believe it's the largest event of its type that is a faith, family, and freedom event that's Christian-based, that is educational-based, and that has the number of speakers that we do. This is the fifth year that we've done this event, and what we're trying to do is just educate people, number one, about the issues and help them get more informed to see what they can do on their own when these are issues that they care about. So we we use the phrase educate, motivate, and activate. Hmm. So if you care about the issues of pro-life, you care about the issues of school choice and parental rights, you care about issues of religious freedom, and you want to know what your rights are, what are the current court cases, who are the people that are really involved in this, and what's the most recent information, what's happening with pregnancy centers and the pro-life movement, now that Roe versus. Wade has been overturned, we have an incredible lineup. Ted Cruz, Attorney General Ken Paxton, we have Kristen Hawkins from Students for Life. You remember the football coach that won his prayer case at the U.S. Supreme Court? Coach Joe Kennedy? He's going to be there on of all days of Friday. okay? When do we usually deal with football in Texas on Friday? He's going to be there on Friday, and, I mean, um, Priest for Life. Um, their leader, Father Frank Provone, who was in Texas for a while and now does work nationally, um, and numerous House members, uh, members of the state legislature. We've got people from Family Research Council. There's a great speaker. His name's Corey DeAngelis. He's making his way around the country talking about school choice. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible lineup. Go to txvalues.org, check our website. And I the tickets are really affordable. I think mm-hmm. we're at like you know $30, $30 or so for a two-day event and includes lunch and if you watch if you're on our email list we're going to have a couple of special flash sales or maybe you can get a discount um but it's you know this is the fifth year we've done it and i'm looking forward to having such a great group of people to bring people such valuable and timely information
1: all right we are looking forward to it i'll be able to attend part of it we have um folks um speaking of podcasts as we did earlier i just looked over to uh, jonathan's uh Podcast uh, Texas Values Report. You can find those podcasts on txvalues.org. And I noticed uh, your latest um, recording is with an old friend of yours and someone we all love and and really enjoy listening to, and that is Rick Green. And uh, folks, I haven't listened to this one, but anytime Rick Green is talking, and then you add Jonathan Science in there, you guys go. uh, You and Rick go back quite a few years, don't you, Jonathan? Oh, yeah. Rick and I have
0: known each other for many years, and and I lived close to the Dripping Springs area in Driftwood, where he resides somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, He was on my uh, weekly radio show a couple of weeks ago. And so I'm looking forward to having him speak. I mean, he's going to talk about how, you know, what are the choices now in education, why it's important if you're choosing to homeschool, but even if you're not to look at your options as a Christian and see is public school the right place for you maybe it is but maybe it isn't and to really give people some perspective in history but also for people to have update information about what what's the full range of their options as a parent and you know he's seen all these different angles and I'm excited that uh, that he's going to talk about it and he's going to be there with a great panel where we're going to talk about the school choice issue we're going to talk about parental rights um and you know he's got I, may, I think he's, he has more energy than I do, which is sometimes hard <laughs> to match. <laughs> so uh, so I, he was at our event a couple of years ago. I'm sorry, he spoke a couple of years ago, but we couldn't get him on site. He had another event that he was in between. So I'm excited that he's going to be there in person this time. And I, I mean, it's hard to beat this lineup, and, and that's what we're trying to do, Matt. We're trying to provide value to families across the state of Texas. We want people to have an extraordinary, memorable experience, and that's typically what happens at our Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum on September
1: 23rd and 24th. Mm. All right, folks, Uh, go check it out. Go to txvalues.org, and I have to confess um, that before I really knew any lawyers in my life, I knew every lawyer joke in the book, Um, and then once I got to know you and Rick Green and some of these uh, other uh, Tony McDonald, and uh, I just don't tell lawyer jokes anymore, but if you need any, I've got a full stash of them. Thank you, uh, Jonathan uh, Science, for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. Look forward to seeing you next week. All right. All right, folks. We're going to take a short break, and uh, when we get back, um, you know what? I have no earthly idea what we're going to talk about when we get back. I'm going to have, what, two minutes to make up my mind? All right. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Um, so we were just speaking with uh, with Mr. Science, uh, TXValues.org, about the victories that the grassroots and uh, people like you and me, who uh, just wrote some letters, made some phone calls, some who actually showed up in Austin at the meeting, and were able to were able to change the 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 direction that the state board of education was going when it came to social studies issues. That is a huge victory. Now don't let that, you know, give you the idea that, well, they didn't really need, need me. See, they got that done without me. No, you, this means you need to be inspired to join those other people who took part in that. And, and, uh, in, instead of whatever the number was, instead of 200, next time it needs to be 400, whatever that number was, but uh, don't use that as an excuse to say, "Well, they got that done without me, so I really don't need to get involved." Um, there was a meeting that was two weeks ago. Uh, there was an interim meeting um, last week on the um, uh, the um, House Texas House Ways and Means Committee having to do with Chapter 313s. So, well, we talked about those yesterday very quickly. Chapter 313 is a, a law that's uh, supposed to go away this year at the It's no longer going to be available as of January 1st. And what that law did was allowed your local school districts to uh, give big tax breaks to uh, very wealthy corporations so that they would move into the backyard of the school district. Um, While your taxes continue to rise, people like Amazon, Apple, um, and all these different guys uh, get to come in and uh, into your county, and they get a massive tax break, uh, on their property taxes for the school board, and if the school needs more money, that's gonna come out of your pocket because, you know, amazon, apple and and uh, all these other big companies, they they just don't have enough money. So they need tax breaks. So anyway, that's supposed to go out. There was a hearing by the House Ways and Means Committee uh, last week, an interim hearing last week where they took this up. And uh, Mark Goluby, who we have had on this program several times as a guest, and I need to bring him back again soon. And yes, he's the guy who is running for write-in, a write-in uh, for the governor. Um, and I know I've heard from a few of you how uh, you feel about that. Um, and so there you go. I've already heard that. But uh, Mark Goluby is running as a write-in. And um, so he has been pushing folks to speak up against this Chapter 313. And so last week at the uh, House Ways and Means Committee, he was able to deliver over 78 pages of uh, testimony and about an average of about two pieces of testimony per page. And I think he's being a little... Uh, I, 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 actually, I am I looked over the 78 pages, and I think it's more like maybe even closer to an average of three per page. But uh, anyway, the point is that there were hundreds... Um, of letters written to this uh, interim committee, Texas uh, House Ways and Means Committee, saying, do not wake up 313. Do not uh, let 313 sunset out. We don't need to give tax breaks to uh, wealthy corporations. If uh, the tax structure and everything in your state or county is set up properly, then these businesses will come there without any other extra incentive. Um, and uh, I believe that strongly, and I think that's the way Texas needs to move. So, anyway, um, Mark Goleby, uh brought these, um, brought all of this uh, testimony up there, and it was overwhelmingly the testimony that day was against uh, reviving 313. So they all heard that, including Dade Phelan. And we spoke about Dade Phelan over the last couple of days, including Dade Phelan. See, the interesting thing is, of course, Dade Phelan is the, uh, speaker of the house. Um, he is, uh, will be the speaker up until January 10th when they vote in a new speaker, but the way things are going, um, it really looks like that, uh, Dade Phelan is once again going to be the man who the Republicans are coerced into voting for. And I do not, I didn't just randomly pick that word. Republicans, especially freshman Republicans, if even they even show a hint of possibly standing up against the speaker. Um, they are uh, honestly, literally, and I know what that word means, literally taken out of the room into a back hall where they are lectured. Um, this happened, and we have spoken to several freshman uh, uh, representatives who have told us this story firsthand. Um, and, and said, this is what happened to me on day one. And, uh, they started to speak up against either the rules or the speaker and immediately they're surrounded by staffers and some other speakers or some other, uh, representatives and they drag them off in a corner and, uh, and tell them, look, if you don't go along with the way we play things here in Austin, you will be punished. And uh, they have been punished. I can sh- I can go back over the last um, sessions that I have been engaged in, and I can tell you personally the stories up front. I don't have to rely on uh, a reporter. I don't have to rely on anything secondhand. I watched as people who dared try to make a change in the rules or dared to maybe even nominate someone else for the Speaker of the House and the way they're treated the rest of the session. Now, those that have been around for a while, people like Andy Murr and some of the other Republicans, they got whipped into shape years ago, and uh, they don't dare speak up. And what they have found out is by not speaking up, by going along with Dade feeling that uh, they get all these cushy uh, assignments and and uh, committee assignments, and, and life is just they get to have bills go through, and they're very, very special They're rewarded for their loyalty to the rhino, Dade Phelan. And uh, so uh, we also talked about the 313s yesterday, and I want to continue talking about this because you can call um, your representative. If it's uh, uh, Ellen Troxclair, if it is, um, um, uh, if you are in Mr. Murr's district. Uh, call these guys up just ask them just be you know, and uh, please be nice be kind be willing to listen um and by the way it's not against the law to record those phone calls or those conversations but ask them art do they want to revive that 313 do they agree with Dade Phelan on ri- uh, reviving 313 because the Republican party and their platform very clearly does not believe in um in in uh, in corporate welfare and uh, get a load of this neither do the democrats it's in the democrat platform as well holy mackerel it's something we agree with on the democrats don't say you don't agree with everything anything with the democrats because you do the republicans and the democrats both do not want this corporate welfare uh ha- happening they don't want it and yet and yet one man, the Speaker of the House. All right, one man, the Speaker of the House, says, "Well, we want these three thirteens. Why? I don't know. Could it have anything to do? Could it have anything to do with the one point three million dollars he has spent um, on uh, legislators? I don't know. Dade Feeling, um, folks, the the message needs to go out there." that we want a true conservative, a true Republican for Speaker of the House next session. We do not want 313. Nobody wants 313 except Dade Phelan and those who just blindly suck up to him and follow him and vote for him no matter what. Um, And so this this is something you can get on top of. Um, We're already making waves with the House Ways and Means Committee, and that's good. We need to keep it up. And if you did not write a letter to the House Ways and Means Committee, if you were not one of those comments on those 78 pages that are submitted, by the way, you can find those on capital.texas.gov, all those comments, and read them yourself. Um, uh, You can get involved now. You can write letters. You can get in touch with your representative or your possible probable representative and let them know way, know how. We want these 313s woken up. Oh, and by the way, I just got a text from uh, Bruce, who um, has been, uh, Bruce was uh, in Houston for many, many years, very, very engaged in the Houston Republican Party. Um, In fact, he's got a a list of accolades there in Houston as long as his arm, and uh, he says here a few years ago Amazon wanted a tax break from Fort Bend County. All right, so here you go, Amazon big old wealthy Amazon's got no, they got plenty of bucks, right? They wanted a tax break from Fort Bend County, but the commissioners, the county commissioners, which were Republicans because they bothered in uh, Fort Bend County, they actually bothered to, you know, uh, elect Republicans. Um, so the Republican commissioners, uh, said no way, no, no breaks, no breaks. And you know what Amazon did? They came in anyway without the tax breaks. So folks, sometimes just saying no, <laughs> sometimes just saying no makes the big difference. So don't be afraid if you're a county or a city, don't be afraid to say, no, we're not going to give you a tax break. We've got an awesome place for you to do business. And it wouldn't be fair to the rest of our, uh, uh, tax-paying members in our community So no, no tax breaks, um, but uh, we would love to have you in the county and we'll welcome you with open arms, but no, you don't get any tax breaks. And it worked in Fort Bend. Maybe it'll work again. Folks, uh, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we will be right back. Y'all stay tuned, please. All right, we are back. Folks, um, I've, I've used this analogy a number of times. I'm going to continue to uh, use it. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make, it, make them drink. Um, I can bring you all the information in the world. I can bring you all the uh, ammunition, in quotes, um, in the world, and if you just sit in your living room or your truck and nod your head and say, boy, yeah, that's right, that's right, what's this world coming to cats and dogs sleeping together. If I bring you that information and you do nothing with it, then we're both of us are wasting our time. I mean, seriously, you got something better to do with an hour than listen to me. And, uh, if I'm not doing something, if I'm not doing something to get you engaged, if I'm not hitting the, uh, hitting the mark here on my end, then I am wasting, wasting my time as well. So I'm going to bring you some more facts on the border um, that, um, so I'm going to bring you some more facts on the border, um, because you need to know these things. Um, this is an article out of the Epic Times and it is actually a premium content. So unless you have, uh, a subscription to the Epic Times, you cannot read this article. Um, it was written by a woman I have just recently met by the name of Charlotte Cuthbertson. She's an Australian woman, um, a reporter and, uh, was assigned, I'm assuming assigned to work the border area in Texas. And so I was seeing her down there quite a bit. And, and I know she's interacted with people I know. And I finally got to meet her about a month, six weeks ago, I guess, and, uh, did invite her to, to join me on the radio every now and then. And she just, she said, Matt, I don't do radio. And I was very, very bummed um, but, uh, that's what she said. And, uh, she said she tried it, but it just didn't feel right to her. So anyway, I can bring you her articles though, and tell you about her articles. So she writes a really long article about life for border ranchers. Um, it was published on September the 11th. Um, and the dateline on it or whatever, I think that's what they call it is uh, Eagle Pass. And, uh, she starts telling stories in there from the ranchers. Folks, stories have been around for the entirety of mankind. I mean, that is, we all love stories. We all like a good storyteller. We hate a bad storyteller. We like jokes that are told well. Have you ever, uh, yeah, do you know someone who can't tell jokes but insists on doing it? Yes, so do I. Um, and uh, there's some storytellers that just don't know how to tell stories. Um, but they still do. And so you sit there and suffer and, uh, but anyway, she is a good storyteller and, um, these are, she has gotten these stories out of these ranchers down there. And I want you to listen to some of these. This is the water in the trough. I'm leading you to it. We need you to drink this information and then you need to do something with this information, whether it is pass the stories on to people, you know, pass the stories on to your County commissioners, who don't think there's an emergency at the border, who don't think we're in the middle of a big mess. Um, and some of those, uh, local County commissioners around here believe that this is nothing's going on. So here we go. Here's one rancher that says that he has found 17 dead bodies on his property this year, 17 dead bodies on his property this year. He says, how am I supposed to explain to a young child, what a dead body is doing. there, rotting, just laying there. See this rancher takes his, uh, he's out running his ranch. He's got his kids with him and, uh, the, out of the 17, uh, bodies he found in this year, three times, three of them. He's with his kids. He's got his kids on the, either in the truck or the gator or whatever they're driving around in on the ranch. And, and it, 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 what do you tell a little kid? Oh, yep. There's a dead body there. Um, and, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. That, that just happens. Uh, dead bodies just show up on uh, the ground kids. That's what happens. Um, he said when he uh, first moved into this uh, Maverick County ranch, he said, uh, they apprehended the border patrol. This was nine years ago. The uh, border patrol apprehended 37 count them 37 illegal aliens on his property when in one day and one week? No, during the entire year, 37 now, nine years later. And of course he's had to put, uh, cameras up on his, uh, on his property. And, uh, he sees an average of 200 illegal aliens per year, per month, per week. No per night, 200 per night on his cameras. So he's gone from 37 in one year to 200 a night in just nine years. He says they're trashing our fences. He had to hire a full-time employee who spends 40 hours a week fixing fences and picking up trash, and that's literally all he does. He's got security cameras. He's had to put hurricane shutters on the ranch houses to prevent break-ins. He says in the houses that are not secure, he says we just leave them unlocked because they're going to break the windows to get in. And he said those houses are broken into once a week. Once a week. He says I've actually moved my wife and kids off the ranch due to safety reasons. I don't want to put them in that danger. How much has it cost him? He says this year, um, $300,000 so far this year, and that's just from patching, the damage being done. In other words, just kind of wiring the fence together. He says if, uh, he actually went through and replaced putting things, replace uh, replaced everything that would need to really be replaced, looks like $800,000. He's actually looking at hiring security during hunting season so that his guests will feel safer. Wow. This is one man's story, one man's story. There are many, many other stories in this long article that Charlotte Cuthbrison has published on the Epoch Times. Um, another one, and I know we're about flat to run out of time, but all of you uh, organic eaters out there, do you know if you're growing a crop of uh, organic uh, whatever, uh, rutabagas, that uh, if uh, someone walks through your field, all right, uh, that is uh, considered uh, contamination. And every footstep, are you ready? Within 10 feet radius of any footprint that comes into an organic field has to be destroyed. He says they've got high fences. He says they've got exotic game uh, fences, not because they have exotic game but because they're trying to keep the traffic out of their organic crops. All right. It's crazy, folks. Pray up. Pray up. Pray your friends up. Pray for your representatives and your congressmen. Folks, uh, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, we will see y'all manana.